0: I used to think I wasn't very creative, or that creativity was even important. As I got older, though, creativity became a core part of my life. It's a way I can take things that are hidden in my mind and soul and show it to the world. For example, this podcast, it exists because I decided to step out and be creative. More importantly, creativity has become one of my favorite ways to express worship to be like my father in heaven and make things that can change the world. Experimenting with creativity has been so fulfilling that I wanted to do an episode on the subject. I invited my friend, Sean Davis. She dances, sings, paints, and writes. She's one of the most creative people I know. One of the things we talk about is how imperative creativity is for breakthrough. Do you want breakthrough in your life? Then flex those creativity muscles. Write that book, make that film, sing that song, start that business. The things you create can change lives, especially your own. Unfortunately, surprise for entry, you have to be willing to look stupid. If you decide to be brave and ignore the critics, you, my friend, will do beautiful things. Hey, welcome to Chasing the Kingdom, where our goal is to provide hope and wisdom for spirit-led entrepreneurs. I'm John Balawa, and I believe God wants to use entrepreneurs to make the world better. Romans eight nineteen says that the world is decaying and groaning for the revealing of God's sons and daughters. And that means the world needs you. And there are problems that can't be solved until you step into your God-given identity. If you wanna stir up those gifts, then you're in the right place. Let's get hyped up for today's show. So this week on Chasing the Kingdom podcast, I have a good friend of Andrea and me, Sean. We just love her. She does she does so many things. She's a semi-pro salsa dancer. She's a teacher. She's a painter, an actress, a singer. She's also, for the past year, the worship pastor at discover uh discover discovery church what discovery. okay perfect so welcome welcome to the show
1: thank you for having me i feel so privileged to be on the show with you john and i do love you and andrea back so thank you for having me.
0: and i couldn't think of anyone else um because one of the things that god has been talking to me about is creativity Um, We actually had a show recently where I had a a friend who owns a um, therapy mental health practice, and we were talking about how important creativity is for hope. You know, like when you create something, I mean, we were made in God's image, right? He's the ultimate creator. He actually is the only creator that could create something out of nothing. Like, we are creative. But we're taking what we know and making something with it. So even the most creative people, the person who made the werewolf, which is a story that has touched so many ages, so many TV shows, movies, books have been inspired by the werewolf. Really, all that guy did, or a person, whoever created it, was put a wolf and a man together, something God made. We are creative, but the ultimate... The ultimate creator is God, Jesus Christ, who could create something out of nothing and we're called to be made in this image. We're called to create. And so we were talking about how powerful creativity is in affecting lives because when you do so it, it there's, there's possibility, there's hope. There's like something that, that didn't exist before we put together and it changes the world somehow.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. I totally agree with you. I was actually talking to a young lady today and she was telling me of how this is coming up on the year anniversary of a friend of hers passing away. And she was saying that she was going to do some writing because she felt like her soul needed it. And that's her form of creativity. And my response to her was, do it because creativity is God's medicine for us. You know, It is definitely something that I believe, is healing to us personally when we express ourselves, but also to other people when they're able to experience our authentic expression. And so I am 100% agreement with you. I've worked with homeless people and obviously children in the art therapy side of things. And I have watched how people who have such heavy burdens on their soul just kind of get freer when they're painting on a canvas or when they're coloring with the crayon. It's just fascinating to watch people transform when they're in the process of creation. So, I'm in total agreement with it. Definitely a medicine for us.
0: It's like you know, we have so much in us that people don't see. Um so much stirrings going in within the soul. Creativity allows the soul to be seen. Oh, that's beautiful. Right? It's like it's hidden our souls are hidden, but each one of our souls is unique. And I'm sounding foo-foo here, but I, I really, really believe this. I really believe like, like there is God made each one of us unique. And a lot of us don't know what's going on in each other's spirits and souls. But creativity allows a little piece of what's inside us to manifest so that others could see it.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. Like you said, it is our soul revealing itself, and I think about how it's revealing to other people, so other people can see our souls. But sometimes we don't know what's like you said, we don't know what's going on in our own souls. So when you express yourself, you're it's almost like a revelation to yourself as well. It's like what's going on. I remember um, going to therapy. I don't know, was this year, or last year, sometime? I think therapy, what's therapy? Like <laughs> <laughs> <Does> that. <laughs> I do regularly, and which I am totally pro-therapy. Everyone should do it whether they're happy Yes. This, no matter what. I was going to therapy, and um, the therapist gave me an exercise to do, and she said, I need you to draw what you feel your relationship with God looks like. And this was so interesting to me because I'm an art teacher, but I had never done anything like this. And I thought to myself, draw what I think my relationship with God looks like. And it caused me, obviously, to think. And of course, when God works with creativity, he gives us an image in our head first. He always gives us an idea first. So as I'm thinking about what my relationship with God feels like and how I'm going to express this, I started using oil pastels. And it was so interesting, the image that came about, because it was revealing to me. Because in the picture at the time, in the picture, I drew God's hands holding me. And I was surrounded by the presence of the Holy Spirit. But inside of this, like, I don't know, aura that I had drawn with these pastels. I was safe in this aura, but around me, I put multiple question marks. And it was revealing to me because it was it was showing me that although I'm safe in the presence of the Lord, I doubt my safety sometimes. I doubt what's, what. what I know he's there. I know he's got me, but I'm always like sometimes in question. And I drew myself crouching down in his arms, but with these question marks all around me, and I thought to myself, huh I never seen it so I mean obviously I'm a visual person to draw that out was revealing to me like huh I need to go take that to the Lord and be like why in the world do I question my safety so much with you you know like and it really helped me like process through some things with God so I thought wow so creativity it's expressive and it's a revelation not just to other people but to ourselves too to see like oh this is what's going on with me <laughs> like this is what's going on in my soul. <laughs> that
0: was a great exercise. That is making me think because and I think I just had a brain fart because that the thought of that made my my mind stop cuz I I don't I don't know what I would even draw. Like what would I draw? And I, yeah, part of me thinks that it wouldn't be good for children to see. <laughs> I thought it was pretty, I
1: mean, it kind of threw me for a loop too. Like when she's asked me to do it, I was like, what? Like, like my relationship with God looks like and how it feels. Like, what do you mean? Like, where do I even begin? And she, she was very, very specific. She said, hey, be certain not to like, be certain not to limit yourself by having to, you know, make sure it's perfect or anything like that. She was like, if it comes out abstract, if it's a blob of color, she was like, just let your your creativity express itself the way it needs to. And that has led me to a whole nother thought of how important it is for us to be unrestricted in our creativity, for right. us to be unlimited in our creativity. Because God, we are in the image and likeness of God. He was not restricted or limited in, his, in the whole entire process of creation. He did what he wanted, how he wanted to do it, and he did it without the validation of anybody else but himself, right? The father... God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit looked at all the things that they made, and they said it was good. <laughs> you know, and He didn't require anybody else to validate that. But we put restrictions on our creativity when we think I can't make this this way because I, it's not it's taboo, or society doesn't wouldn't appreciate it, or people aren't going to like it, or people are going to think this is weird and abstract and crazy. At the end of the day, we restrict ourselves when we consider, or when we put the power of our creativity in other people's hands, when we are looking for their validation or their right. the to confirm what we've made and and our creation and our creativity like you said an expression of our unique soul we don't need the affirmation or the validation of other people to do that we are acting like God when we create without that as a restriction right because right. so when we can just make the when we can just write the book or when we can just paint the picture and or when we can just create the film or when we can just do whatever. We are most acting like the Lord when we are doing that without considering, I wonder how the industry will receive this or right. I wonder how they're gonna what they're gonna say about me painting about this particular topic or whatever like that. It isn't about that. It is powerful for us to express ourselves authentically with freedom without restricting or limiting ourselves to
0: that is a word. Yeah. That is such a word because I have a friend who told me when he gets to heaven The first thing he's going to ask Jesus is, why mosquitoes? (laughs) For me, it's going to be, why cockroaches?
1: It's going to be both for me. You know, I had to, (laughs) I'm going to need an explanation. And it's funny that up, because it is, it's true. Like, when we think about certain things that God created, like, he created the whole world, right? He created everything, everything. And then at the end of all of it, he said it was good. Well, when we think about certain marine animals, like, some of them are the, in, to our opinion, again, in our opinion, the ugliest things we've ever seen. The yeah. ugliest. Sure. Yeah. What's the point of a roach? What's the per- point of a mosquito? Also, when you think about even heavenly creatures like the seraphims and so, some of these things had like several different eyes. The, and to our imagination, I would think they'd be pretty grotesque and scary. Yeah. Like, of different animals. Why? Because God doesn't care what we think about His creation. Right. At the end, he said it's all good. And so... It's unrestricted creativity is such a thing that I'm on. And it's really helped me as someone who has struggled with perfectionism. Um, it has really, really helped me to get outside of the limit of that because perfectionism is, you know, we wanting it to look perfect, but based off of whose standards, whose standards, right. You basing off of? You're basing it off of society standards or whoever's going to judge your, your work. And so perfectionism has been something that has hindered me from, just being unrestricted in my creativity. But most recently I had um a piece that I created for um City Arts um art gallery in downtown Orlando. And um I saw that. Was that the one that looked Van Goghish? Yeah, well that was this is yeah it's Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe was the okay, okay exhibit. And it's very interesting because Edgar Allan Poe, if you're familiar with his work, he's a very dark poet. Like dark Some grotesque imagery in his writings, you know, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of sadness. And um, so for me, someone who I like to think of myself as more of a joyful person, (laughs) it was kind of I was kind of like, oh, am I going to do this? I don't know how I'm going to express myself. But either way, I something about his work, as I read it again, resonated with me. I was able to put in a piece and I made it into the exhibit. But what was so cool about going to that exhibit and having my work in it wasn't even necessarily my my work being accepted into the exhibit. It was when I got there, seeing all the different expressions of art. It was really like some of the images were really unhinged, like dark, crazy images that you're just like, where, where was your soul to have created something so so dark, you know? But at the same time, I felt it was so beautiful to see people express themselves without any kind of limit or any kind of like restraint. Yeah, you made this weird grotesque giant piece in it's art and it's creation and it's expression and it's you letting it out and to me that is beautiful that is beautiful yeah. that is when we are most in my opinion that I feel like that's when we are most acting like God when we are acting like creator like in the image and likeness of who he's made us to be and so I just thought that was really really powerful
0: that piece you made is is gorgeous by the way and I'm not just saying that because you're a friend. That, 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 um, both Andrea and I, like, I think she texted you, How much is that piece? Because it was so beautiful.
1: <laughs> Are you talking about the Basquiat one? Because it's like, that the one? Okay. I thought, okay. I thought, I thought we were talking about the one that she texted you about. <laughs> well, the one that she was texting about is also, I mean, I have a story behind that too. Like, that piece that you're talking about, first of all, I hadn't created a piece of art in an entire year. That was the first piece I made in a year because of being in a creative block, being in my own world, going through whatever I was going through and wasn't able to really express myself. But when I found out uh, that there was an exhibit and they were, you know, they had a call for artists to create um, for this particular exhibit, I thought, OK, I am going to create a piece like Basquiat. And the image that came to my mind was 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 Christ on the cross. Right. But you are familiar with Basquiat's artwork his work is very elementary but also he can have some grotesque imagery as well very weird figures very unorthodox kind of images and I created this piece because I wanted the message that I wanted to share was Jesus Christ being the king of kings but underneath him you have all these weird grotesque images of these people right hands and it's because sin makes us look like that. Sin makes us look grotesque. Sin makes right. us look weird and distorted, and you know all that kind of stuff. Um, but these people, though they are in that state, they're lifting their hands and surrender to the King of Kings. And so that was really cool. And that piece was also accepted to the City Arts Gallery in downtown Orlando. And that was that was really really cool to to be able to have that piece in the in the gallery and for people to see that.
0: It was gorgeous, and what I liked about it, it, it didn't look Christian. It was almost like being told the story um, of Jesus for the first time. Like the way I was looking at it, it didn't look like some Christian did it, you know. Because, um, you know, it's it's it. One of one of the things that I, I, this is just personal taste. People may love this stuff, but I didn't like things that like. For instance, music, music had the same sound. And Mm -hmm. I always felt like for the longest time, why can't like a Christian artist come out with something original that doesn't make me feel like I'm listening to a a Christian song. I love to have the message. Does that make sense? Like, (laughs) I hope I'm not like saying some uh, (laughs) Sometimes I wonder if people think I'm like Christian bashing. I'm a Christian. I love Christians. But like, I think there is just this expression that God, not just with creativity, but in every aspect of life, that God is going to break boundaries. And I want to to that. Um, and so when I see an, an a piece of art that's telling the story of Jesus, but it doesn't look like everything else, and it doesn't look like, um, you know, a Christian would do it, it just it's striking to me. And that's, that's what that is. And by the way, that was a word. And I think if we are going to reach that break, breaking of the boxes, like I just talked about breaking through the walls and, and making a new mold, we are going to have to express without criticizing what we're doing. And if, God could make mosquitoes and make cockroaches, then you can make what's inside you, even if people hate what you make. And there's always going to be a place for it if it's coming from what God placed in you. It's always going to be a place for it, which explains why so many people buy Crocs, because I think those are the ugliest shoes. And for some reason, people keep buying Crocs. So, If Crocs could do it, guys, you could do it.
1: John, that's such a word for real. It is such a word, being able to express yourself and let it out no matter how it looks. I love that you said you're going to have to be able to do it without criticizing yourself. Because that is, especially if you ever struggled with perfectionism, that is the one thing that gets in the way of you making or completing anything. You might start something. I almost didn't finish the Basquiat piece that you're talking about. Almost didn't finish it because I didn't like it. And when I first made it, I was just like, this is trash. And those were my words out of my mouth. Whoa. And then I said, Lord, even though it's trash, I hope that you use it. That's what I said. And then I got the piece accepted into the gallery. And then that night, there was a guy who had left Christianity that was staring at the piece all night. And I stood next to him. And I said, hey, what do you know? What do you see in this piece? And he just started talking to me. And he started sharing with me how he had been like hurt by the church and things like that. Well, I was able to ex- share the gospel with him based off of this piece that was hanging on the wall that I thought was trash, but that the Lord said, I'm going to use it. So at the end of the day, if if we if, what if I had said this is trash and I'm just not going to enter it into the exhibit? Right. And I would have never gotten the opportunity to be used by the Lord to share the gospel with this person who had walked away from right. And at the end of the day it's like you said, people who are listening, you don't know what your creativity is going to do for somebody else. You don't know what it's going to do for the kingdom of God. You don't know how God wants to use it. And so you have to be able to do it and not criticize it and just you and think of it as an expression. Here's a here's a way to think of it. Think of it as an extended expression of God's creativity through you instead of thinking as uh, thinking of it as just This is just something I want to do. What if we thought about our creativity and the ideas that God gives us as holy? Like, oh, this is holy, man. God wants to do something with this. Obviously, he gave it to me for me to create it. So I don't know how he wants to use it. But let me go ahead and let me go ahead and and, and materialize it. Let me make this. Let me make this. Let me manifest this into into something that he can use. And I I love that you said that.
0: Is that part of the process, like not liking your work? Because I've heard that many times.
1: Yeah. Um. For me, it is. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I'm the kind of person. It doesn't matter what I do, um, whether it's music, whether it is paintings. Um. I'm the kind of person that doesn't really like my work until months after it's done, after I've looked at it enough, and then I'm like, ah, it's okay, you know. But like initially, I am. I criticize myself, and I think it is just because we have a standard that we are holding ourselves up to. And I don't think the standard is godly. I think the standard is potentially pride and may have something to do with pride. It may have something to do with how other people see our work or maybe what society, um, society standards of what some some, you know, beauty looks like or whatever. But we have a standard that we that we hold ourselves to. And when we're creating in that process of creativity and it doesn't start, you know, looking like what we think is that perfect image to go with the right. standard. It is so easy for us to be like, I can't do this. This is trash. I don't like this. What am I doing? You know, like all of the thoughts. For me, that is my constant struggle in the process of my creativity, no matter what I'm doing. But I, I recognize that is not God. That is the enemy's voice. Because what does yeah. like the enemy to want to to want to criticize you for expressing yourself and actually acting in the image and likeness of God? It yeah. makes sense that that He would be like, Hey, you know your work's awful. You know, that that book that you're trying to write? No one's going to read that. You know, like, it makes sense that he would try to flip in and try to sway you in a way to not even finish it because, like, what if, what if God had decided in the middle of the process of creation, ah, you know what, this is trash. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to finish it. I mean, we wouldn't have human race. We wouldn't have, you know, anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, most of the things that we see. But he, he finished through the process, and then at the end of it all, he sealed it with the affirmation of it is good. And so... What if we thought about our creativity as no matter what this turns out to look like, the very fact that I am expressing myself, um, and 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 expressing myself as an extension of God's creativity, it's good. It's it's, good. it's just good, you know. And 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 that would be so helpful for us. And I'm I'm doing better. I'm doing better on that end. <laughs> but I'm not gonna lie. It's something that I struggle with on a regular. Um, going back to what you were talking about, like. Um, about uh, creating. You were talking about Christ- Christians creating like music and stuff like that. I want to talk about that because you're right, John. I think if we're gonna reach non-Christian people, right? Long, let's talk about something that they can relate to. Because if we're telling them about "Tis so sweet, sweet to trust in Jesus," they don't have that experience. They don't know that. Okay, I know that. They don't. You know what I'm saying? So what do I need to talk about? I might need to talk about being in the trenches and how hard it is. You know and talk about the experience of sadness and how god took me out of it i might need to talk about brokenheartedness i might need to talk about uh not having anything and 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 experiencing lack and how god provided they need they need a story to be told to them so that they can relate somehow yeah i agree with you there's certain like some music it's like hey this is beautiful music for us christian folk but if we do want to reach the people that are not christian i think that there is a and there's a, there's a place for a, for it all. There's a place for it all. Mm. But if we do want to reach the people that aren't believers, I think that speaking on topics or writing on topics or creating a topic that um are not necessarily what we would consider Christian, quote, unquote, yeah. habit, it's going to be helpful to draw the people in, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, if God owns the best of things, If he is the ultimate creator, then why can't we have good quality Christian art, Christian music? Whereas when I was first saved, I I felt like I was guilted into liking music. Like if it was made by a Christian person or it was about biblical themes or about, then I felt I had to like it. (laughs) Whereas deep... Deep inside, I was going. This is trash. I'm like, I can't. I can't listen to this. This is terrible. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell anybody. But I think it's terrible.
1: Yeah, my friend post posts a couple of years back, and she said, "Normalize not liking some Christian music." And I was like, "Right, hey, let's normalize it." Because I don't like every song that I hear. Just because it's by a very popular music group doesn't mean I have to like it. You know what right. I mean? Right.
0: Or you get invited to a Christian movie, and they're like, everyone's making a big deal out of it. It's a great Christian movie. Come watch this Christian movie. And then you watch it, and everyone's like saying how great it is when deep down, everyone knows that was terrible. That was a terrible movie. Well, yeah, the acting was terrible. Right. <laughs> but everyone's saying how great it was because it had all these different themes, and uh, I think that. I'm offending somebody now.
1: So, well, here's the truth. Here's the truth. God created people to create. God created people to create, and and there are Christians out here who have the ability to make quality art, whether it's a film, whether it's a a poet poem poem or a piece of art. They have the ability to do this with such excellence that it is appealing not just to the Christian arena, but also to yeah. others outside of it. That's very possible. It's actually, I think, what the Lord intends on. It's it's supposed. It's the way it's supposed to be. Like I don't right. think that. And art should be cheesy. I don't think it always has to have a cross on it. I don't think it always has to, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't think that Christian films have to have bad acting. I don't, you know, I. it just, he wants it done in excellence because the Bible says, let your light shine, you know, so that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Well, your good works, your creativity, the work that you are making with your hands is how it's going to draw people to God the father. It's how people are going to glorify him. And so at the end of the day, These gifts that he's given us, these ideas that he's given us to create, I think that he intends on us to execute, to execute them in in excellent, you know, because it's, it's glorifying him at the end of the day. And yeah, that's what, that's what matters. And so, yeah, I, I'm in total agreement with you. We can be out here making good quality music that uh, everyone listens to and not just only Christian, you know, exactly. And like I said, there's music that is just solely Christian music, and that's fine, too, because the Lord has a place for it all. Yeah. Um, all of us should be done in excellence at the end of the day.
0: Have um, have you seen the the series Chosen? I have. That is phenomenal. So that's what I'm talking about, like the artistry. Not only is it about Jesus, but I also think part of the purpose of art is to give new perspective. Beautiful. And I, um, when I was reading about what they were trying to do with Chosen, um, I, I think it was an article I read where, um, and I think it was Dallas who was saying it. Um, but they were saying like, when you, whenever you hear the story of Jesus, always through the eyes of Jesus, can we tell the story of Jesus through the people who, the sinners who were getting redeemed? Very good. Yeah. Like, so that first episode really impacted me where Mary Magdalene, you saw what she went through. Yeah. And so all of a sudden there was this why. There was like, why did, and the question of why was answered when when Mary Magdalene would pour the oil and wipe his feet with her hair. Like, it, it, you know, if you just look from, from the eyes of Jesus, you won't understand her expression when she was doing that but after watching that episode of how she was abused of how she was lost and then jesus came and gave her a a word that was confirmed from her past and saying i was always there for you i was always there for you mary and so then you see all of a sudden the power of Jesus and the glory and you see why a person would pour expensive perfume or oil on someone's feet and wipe it with their hair yeah smart
1: perspective is like you said people need to people need to first of all relate somehow to what you're talking about and so at the end of the day um people can relate to the story of Mag- Mary Magdalene because some people have been through that or at least been through a situation where they felt as low as she did. You know, right. and and those moments that they captured and chosen and um that is art. It is art to be able to create, take the the creative license to show people another perspective of a story that's so familiar. To you. Um totally. In total agreement.
0: Another thing like when you were talking that just jumped out at me was when you were talking about how God created, and then he stopped. Like, he paused, right? And he said, this is good. At the end, yeah, once he finished everything, he was like, hey. So that must be part of the process then, appreciating what you created, right? So even if you think it's trash, like, at the end, you you have to, like, step back and go, wow, this is good. Like, how do you feel about that?
1: No, I agree with you. my like I said, my uh, process is always like mostly like criticizing, criticizing, criticizing. And then it doesn't take like it takes a little minute, maybe like a week or so later to for me to be like okay, I guess it's not... <laughs> I guess this is a decent a decent piece. Like um I have that the piece that you're talking about on my wall and it you know, <laughs> it wasn't until I hung it up on the wall after I had gotten it the after the entire month of an exhibit, and like it was a month, you know, I was like, ah, you know, and then I get it home and I'm like, you know what? This kind of it's so pretty. Thank you. It is. You do have to step back and and appreciate your creation. Um, it's interesting that no matter what it looks like to others, to God, whatever he makes is is good. Um, so at the end of the day, um, looking at your creation and being able to appreciate the fact that you took something that was in your head and you made it real is is empowering it is it is very empowering me having a vision and being like okay I see this in my in my soul let's see if I can make it real you know that is spiritual that is amazing that is that is an act of God you know and it is beautiful it's part of the process to be able to step back and say this is good whether it's a a book that you're writing or whatever you're doing being able to step back and be like you know what I, I did that I did that. Got-
0: it's in your living room. It is right here in my dining room. <laughs> so, like it, you know, I love that it's it has finesse, and like I said, it doesn't look like a Christian painting. Um, uh, but of course, when you look at it, you see, you know, the crucifixion. You know, you understand, right? But like it, imagine like having a huge picture of Jesus dying on the cross. <laughs> Like, can you imagine eating breakfast and seeing that every day? I mean, I mean, I uh, listen, listen, I'm just being real here. Okay. Like, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I am not putting a picture of bloody Jesus, a big, a huge picture of bloody Jesus on my wall where I have. Yes. And, and I'm still saved right um but like like that would be so distracting to me and as a, as a cat former catholic boy you know where i had to go to church and see crucified jesus and feel so guilty all the time and and, and never have this vision that jesus is alive in fact when i was like when i when i got saved i was like oh you're real, oh you're a lover you know they told me you were dead
1: yeah, that's so funny that you said that. I am also a former Catholic girl. And I know what you're talking about. This was like Jesus never got off the cross. You know? Right. Images. You know what I mean? Um, so that is so funny that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, for real, like, think about it. Like, the 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 traditional images that we see of Christ crucified, Mary on one side, Mary Magdalene on the other. They're weeping. You know, this is very, this is very depressing. You know, <laughs> like.
0: So, so like, when I got saved, and I have never told Andrea this. She's going to find out through this podcast episode. I was so sold out for God. And I still had the filter of, like, the Catholic religion uh, because I was just saved, right? Um, I wanted to get the bloody heart of Jesus tattooed on my chest. I wanted, like, a big, bloody... And thank God, like, God worked it to where, like, he calmed me down a little bit <laughs> so i'm pretty sure andrea appreciates that
1: yes i i, I knowing her i do think that she <laughs> appreciates that the lord on, <laughs> on that yeah
0: <laughs> that oh that's okay so cool. uh, um so how does like how does one become more creative because like I feel like the audience, you know, there's going to be a lot of our audience that wants to be more creative. Like how, what are some, what's some advice that you would give? um,
1: I love this question because I love to see people free and to me, creativity is freedom. Um, when I was, when I first started to do art as an adult, I always loved art as a child, but I didn't do any of it when I was an adult, and I only drew pictures. I never painted as a kid ever, like never did any paintings. I was like, I want to say late 20s, and I remember one day being like, Lord, I want to use whatever gifts I have inside of me to glorify you. It's important that we recognize creativity as gifts and not just like artistic expressions, because creativity doesn't always only express itself in an artistic way, right? So I say to the Lord, hey, I want to use whatever gifts that you've put inside of me to glorify you. Just tell me what it is, God. I'm going to do it, you know? And the Holy Spirit, I I remember this as clear as the Holy Spirit said, art. Now, this is what's interesting about him saying that. I hadn't drawn a a picture since I was in like middle school. Here I am, grown, have a child, like, you know, like, sorry, I'm I'm, a, I'm an adult at this point. Like, and I'm like, I've never, I've never, I haven't drawn in years. Like, what do you mean art? And God reminded me that it was a love of mine that I had as a child. Um, and so I began the process of going out. I got a canvas. I got some paint. I'd never painted before. I just was like, I'm going to try it. I'm going to get the biggest canvas I can find, the one that's most intimidating. And I'm going to just face my fear and I'm going to go for it. And no matter what it wow. looks like, you okay. And that's what I did. And so. When people ask the question, how do I be more creative? I start asking the question, well, what are you passionate about? Like, it, it really could be children. It really could be electronics. It really could be construction. It could be architect architecture. You know, your gift, whatever it is in you that drives you, that you naturally feel compelled to do, that's probably an area that the Lord is calling you to be expressive in. And so... Creativity is expression of the gift. It doesn't matter what the gift is. The gift could be math. That's creativity that you're expressing it in whatever way you're expressing it. And that can be expressed in so many different ways. So I start asking the question, well, make a list if you would, of the things that you are uh, excited about, passionate about, things that, you, that come easily t- to you to do, um, things that you just naturally know how to do and that you're passionate about. That's the first thing. And when you know those things, I would say, the next one of uh, the next tip I would give to being more creative is honing in on that. Like start, start finding little ways that you can work that gift. And I say work that gift because that language work, the gift makes more sense than saying, uh, sit at a, you know, sit at a, a canvas and paint or find a way that you can working. The gift is more practical language. Um, And so if your gift working is technology and you say to yourself, hmm, what is a problem that I can solve that would help people? You always want to attach your gift to what can help other people because normally your gift is given to you to help somebody else. And so ask yourself, what problems are taking place that my gift can solve? And then ask yourself, how can I work my gift, you know, to solve the problem? And these are ways that we can be more creative because at the end of the day, You may not think that a painting is going to solve anybody's problem. But when I'm seeing a piece of art that is expressive of the the struggle that people are experiencing um, in this world because of, I don't know, (laughs) issues of inequality, you know, like that is literally speaking to someone. And that is literally helping someone who's going through whatever that struggle is. And so. You want to ask those kind of questions. What is a problem that my gift can solve? And how can I begin to find little ways to work the gift? So if it's technology, you have an issue that you found, maybe your technology or a way that you can work the gift is creating an app. How do I do that? I don't know how to work apps. I don't know how to do any of that. You start looking up who, you, who creates apps. So you can start finding out how you can get in connection with people who do this already. And just because someone is doing something that you're really good at, that doesn't mean that there's not space for you to do it too. Like Right. No one creates like you. You are individual. You have your own individual fingerprint. God didn't make anybody like you. That's, we see memes all the time that say that is your superpower, that no one's like you, you know, like that's truth. Like no one can express themselves the way you express yourself. And that is your superpower. And so that in mind, it's so important for you to begin to, if you don't, if you've not started in the area of working, your working your gift, it's important for you to find people who are, you know, right their gift and that's similar to yours and ask questions get in connection with them like get some mentors that can help you I um never painted before but I just started out of nowhere and then I started finding people on social media who also have never had academic um training or academic you know in in art and I asked them how did they how did they get to where they were how did they get better they start sharing with me their skills I start learning from youtube university which is the best place to learn nowadays you know for any skill that you ever you know that you have or any gift that you have you can probably find out on youtube how to use it better so you start you start investing in yourself and investing in your gift um and so being more creative is is taking that path i would say those are some some tips i would give to how to express yourself and being being more creative if you are an artistic creator whether you're writing or painting or sculpting or acting or directing a film or whatever. Um, for us, for artistic creators, I think it's really important for us to try to find little ways on a daily to connect with our with our expression. Um, not that it's we have to, you know, connect more more often than other people who aren't artistic, but I find that with artistic people. Um, Because we are creative, natural, natural, artistic, creative people, it, we can somehow get sidetracked from that creativity in the everyday day to life. And so if we don't constantly find a way to connect with our creativity, it's not that we'll lose it. It's not that. It's just that we can get detached from it. And that affects Absolutely. us spiritually. That affects us spiritually. We just never know. We might be feeling down and we're like, why am I so sad? Well, when's the last time you wrote something if you're a writer? When is the last time you, you know, like film something? If you are, you know, you're a director. When's the last time you made something? You know what I mean? So for, for artistic people, crea- artistic creative people, I say find little ways that you can connect with your gift on a daily. Even if it's just writing a quick little poem or if it's like a writing a short film, maybe it's not writing an entire production right away, write a short film. You know, if it's just taking your iPhone and deciding today I'm going to like create this little kind of funny video clip um, to post on social media. Somehow you were connecting with exercising your gift. That's really, really important on a daily basis for, like, I feel, artistic, creative people.
0: I feel like the gift is in us. It's just where where skill comes in is how to express it. Mm. You know, um, I I feel like I'm such a novice at this, at, at creativity. Um, I never really thought of myself as, a creative before. I was always kind of like just consumer of creative things and always just kind of looked up to people who I thought were creative thinking, man, I wish I was like that. Um, But in this season, God has really highlighted the importance of creativity uh, to me. And um, one thing that's helped me is, and I think it would help a lot of people if you're like me, um, be willing to look stupid. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's what helped me. Like, I was just such a tightwad. I didn't want to look stupid. I would keep everything bottled inside. Uh, But in this season, God was like, no, I want you to put it out there. And I want you to be okay if you look stupid. (laughs) I uh, and and like but he said he 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 kind of put this in me that the more I practice it the better I'll get.
1: So good, John. So good. Be willing to make mistakes, be willing to look silly, be willing to that is the unrestricted creativity I'm talking about. That is what I'm talking about. Like you you have to be willing to do this because you will just never know what your how how great your art or your expression could be. Unless you tried, you know, and unless you were okay with trial and error, you know what I mean? Like that whole process. And so I totally, totally agree with you. It doesn't matter what it is. Just start, start whatever it is that you feel is a gift that you have inside of you. Start expressing that. And no matter what it looks like, just do that, express that and call it good when it's done, you know, at the end of the day, we affirm it.
0: Creativity is an opportunity. Creativity, um, I would venture to say that we won't know God as much as we can and we definitely won't know ourselves as much as we can if we are not creating. That's a bold statement, statement I know, but even this podcast, I fought God, I fought Him, I didn't want to start it. I kept thinking, um, who would want to listen to me? Um, And, He just said, John, be willing to look stupid. I stepped out. And let me tell you, God revealed himself so much to me in so many different ways that I don't think I would have known him if I didn't step out and create. And I definitely learned so much about me doing this. Hey, I hope you like the show. If you got something from it and want to bless me back, leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and also subscribe to my channel. If you want to connect with me on social media, my Instagram is at kingdom.moves. I pray that God gives you hope and that you step into everything he's got planned for you. Peace.